What is up, everybody? We are back in the Cantina MX podcast. This is Albert Tampa here with a, a crew today for uh, the Cantina MX podcast. We have, uh, let's introduce first, I guess, Joel. How's it going, Joel? Kibule Chiquis. I'm, I'm just right here um, staying in right now. Isolated. Avoiding the, avoiding the desmadre. Oh, yeah. We only do online. We only do online scandal stuff, I guess. <laughs> Not the real real deal. So, yeah, thanks for coming on, uh, Joel. And uh, let's go to, I guess, your compadre up there in the north, Jaime. What is up? Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome. Got a lot of topics going. We also finally have Ron from the East Coast. A little bit late at night for Ron, but uh, how are you doing, Ron? Good. Tired. Yeah. But, uh, you know, just, you know, bunkered down and I kill time. Yeah. I guess uh, you don't have to work in the cement. We got some cement news with Cruz Azul a little bit, but we'll talk about that later. Mm-hmm. Um, you're relieving your delicate hands from the cement, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> got these you know lady hands you know i can't i can't mess up anymore you know <laughs> can't, be, can't be messing with that cement it's toxic <laughs> all right so what shall we dive in first we have uh a, actually a bunch of stuff going on the thing that highlighted to me is the juan carlos osorio statements i don't know if you want to start with that we can uh we can go into what he he says pretty much exposing the mentality of the Mexican soccer player. Were you guys able to, to listen to those statements? Yeah, yeah but I, honestly, I, I said it before and I'll say it again. I always thought that Osorio was always just too verbose. You know, it's like sometimes he just, you know, speaks just like because he wants to hear himself talk. Yeah. And, you know, I, I don't... I don't I just thought it was. I thought it was BS because you know, the, you know, Brazil was not the defending champions. Many. Oh, I mean, the logic would say that we would lose. You know, that we would have lost against Germany as well. You know. Um, and I just, I just think that you know his comment about oh, I mean, I, you know, they were prepared. I mean, they weren't prepared, but I've been preparing myself for thirty years. You know, it's like he's not an innovator. You know, it's not like he's done anything great him to you know to basically make himself out to be this you know be all know all you know i honestly to this day i i i still want to know who the hell is the one at uh i brought him in i was like you know and 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 furthermore it's like who are the idiots that accepted this guy no but here something should tell you something should tell you that you know that Oh, the guy was basically given a, a, a huge platform, Mexico in the World Cup. The guy's, you know, is thinking, okay, well, you know, I'll use Mexico to go on to bigger and better things. Where is he at? Yeah, he went back to Colombia. He got huh? uh, fired from uh, Paraguay, right? No, he quit. But who knows? Because, um, I mean, officially he he quit, but it could have been mutual where it's like, where if he says that, that you quit and they don't have to pay you 
like the contract. They don't have to pay off the rest of the contract. But There's I think there was they rescinded his contract, you know? Yeah, that's a big part of the Paraguayan FA, I think, that was against yeah. him since day one. So I think he he was like eventually he's like, you know what? This is not gonna look good for me in the long run. Uh and, I, and then cause it it was a there was this dumb clause that supposedly they had where if Colombia called him, he could jump sides. Uh -huh. And so that was, you know, the people weren't going to want to coach like that. And there's no commitment there. So he, I, go ahead. let's take a step back, though, because the statement was when we took on Brazil, I got all my players together and asked if they were ready to play against Brazil. And the answer was silence. So, I mean... Is it because he lost the locker room because of the amount of substitutions he would change? Or, you know, like he never used the same lineup twice. So do you think at that point he lost the locker room after the Sweden I game? Think, I, I do think, and I'm glad you brought that up because there's a quote from Rafa Marquez, and which was after the World Cup, and he gave an interview for like a radio station, and he he admits that before the World Cup, him and some of the, you could say, like, the, the leaders of the national team, they went to ask him to, like, to cool down on the on the rotaciones. And they, they told him to, like... So I do think that... I don't know if he lost the locker room, but they certainly didn't believe in his uh, philosophy, you know, or, like, like, didn't believe in his, like idea of, of how the team should play the crazy part is is that it worked i mean mexico had no trouble qualifying for the world cup and they never use the same lineup twice and the day they do they lose to sweden but, but we did we did play Concacaf was pretty weak sauce well yeah it's still weak but you I know mean, like so so i mean the whole thing about and the media was making a big deal about the undefeated streak and uh, I mean, you still first time win beating game. Honduras in like 20 yeah. years, first time beating like, exaggerated. Yeah. But I mean, if, yeah. if you go back to Chepo's run, his his first um, what is it? The one before the hex, the goal the first round qualifier. No, the oh. he did. I think he did like one or three more points, uh, and also was undefeated. So I mean, it's it's not yeah. like. They were making it seem like it's it was something that hadn't been done before or whatever, but I, I do think a big part of that was just to hype the team up. And I don't think that like like to me where it count was like the Copa America game, the Confederations. That's that's where I was seeing what, what it really had. Where he was getting exposed because he was no longer playing lesser teams, you know. I mean we all remember what happened in Santa Clara, California, when they lost to Chile, seven one, they had no answers, and uh, and then yeah, in the Confederations Cup as well, it was it, it did not go that well. He's, I, think but, it, I mean, he, I got the quote, guys. If you wanna, so he did it to Radio Centro. He said it was a group decision, um, in which it was in order to have a better level, and without making so many. Uh, um, I was going to say transfer uh, any cambios that we would maintain a 
you know, a solid squad. Uh, it was difficult to change the mentality and, and opinion, but at the end, we had some results. So, you know, they, 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 they just weren't buying the whole changing of the lineup for every single match or for oh. one game, you know. True, but but here, the thing that bothered me, me the most was that you know his, his comment that it's like you know that he's been you know preparing he's been preparing to you know to play against the world's best and all that type of stuff, and and, and for me I I just think that is really you know a, a really pompous attitude to have because if you look if you look at his at his resume, you know, and I'm looking at it you know in twenty you know oh six oh seven millionarios. Uh, Chicago Fire from 07 to 09, New York Red Bulls, uh, 2010 to 11, Once Caldas, which he did win over there in Puebla. He didn't do very good. Uh, that was from 11 to you know, 2011 to 2012, and then he was from uh, 2012 to 15. He had Atletico Nacional, Sao Paulo, uh, for, for less than a year, and then Mexico. He you know, he had it for three years, and you know, and, and, and really, the the the, the the place that got him more international recognition was Mexico. So it's it's not like it's not like he's faced you know he faced the world's best or or stuff like that you know coaching Once Caldas or this or that or the other. No, his his exposure to Mexico is what basically catapulted him. You no, know? it's not like this guy came in you know oh like like for example I'll give I'll give it to you know Tata Martino the guy has an impressive resume you know he's he's coached some of the best. Yeah, yeah, he's he could have gone anywhere. He, What's he's, that? He's just trying to like he's in desperation mode right now. He's like he, in the lowest lowest point, one of the lowest points of his career after not doing well in Mexico, which was supposed to be his springboard. It failed obviously, and then he and, failed afterwards. And, and now he's and, sort and, of like and, trying to reach out for something. He's just trying to reach for a limb. And, exactly, you know, because I mean, and I'll I'll say this, and I thought you know I thought La Volpe. You know, was you know they you know the 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 press. I thought the press, although he had a, you know obviously you know you know Lavope has a, a rocky relationship with the press, but the press that really matters in Mexico protected him. You know, the ones that actually have influence protected him. Got, what's the name? Uh, what's the name? Uh, Osorio was also protected, and I would say more so, more so than than how the press protected what's his name? Uh, Lavope. You know, and and I think. Well, I should ask. Do you guys think it was a a big reason was because press was the ones that pushed to have Piojo fired because the only reason Piojo got fired was because of what happened Martinoli. with Martinoli and then yeah. the press jumping on that because they figured if he gets away with that, then we're probably going to lose respect from from a big portion of players and coaches. There was definitely a conspiracy with the Piojo getting fired. But, oh, man. To yeah. see him getting attacked during Gold Cup after oh, one Piojo. of the first World Cup and performances then, really, yeah. really Piojo's, confused me, man. Piojo's, Piojo's ties, ties to Televisa. Right off the bat, if, there's a, if any coach comes or has a, has a, you know, a history with, with Televisa, there's going to be a, 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 you know, a certain yeah. faction of the press that are going to... It doesn't matter if you're playing well, if you win... Nothing. It, they'll they'll attack you just because of what you wear. Yeah, well, you know? La Puente, remember, Ron? Yeah, obviously, La Puente. You know, turned when, on even him, and he was he's one of the best, and he had a good World Cup. He won a Confederations yeah. Cup. 
and yeah. they're attacking him over a gold cup. And I was like, what? That thing was in game. Like, who cares? Back then, back then no one gave a shit. No, no, gold cup. I know. No one cares about, you know, no one cared about gold cup back then, you know? But like they just started attacking him because of it, but but like I said, I mean, really, the only you know criticism that Osorio was having, and it was valid, was was his you know, was his tactical his tactical you know, rotations uh, uh, and rotations and stuff like that. Yeah. Because you know the the I guess conventional wisdom is if you have like you know <clears throat> if if you have players that are doing well in Europe. And they're playing and they're excelling. I'm just using a, you know, uh, like let's say, uh, you know, uh, uh, let's say that he's doing really well on the on the left side. If you're going to bring him in, play him where he's excelling, but don't try to reinvent the wheel. And I think that was a valid criticism. But and then, press still protected him. You know, they they made him out to be some 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 really, you know, intelligent, you know, uh, mastermind. And I thought that was I thought that was a stretch. I, I will push back a little bit though on the piojo, like not doing well in a gold cup is I, even his last games before getting getting fired were not very impressive. They weren't they weren't looking up for things for Mexico. So there was a sort of uh, deportivo sense in Mexico wasn't doing yeah. well, and so yeah, but you just, just get... come out of a World Cup. You're starting the cycle. You don't expect like that. You don't expect to just jump into a gold cup when you're starting a cycle and then you know, just waltz through it. Yeah, I think like it was, you're supposed it was to more be so replacing the... players. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, it's just yeah, I mean, Mexico wants the immediate results. Like even after the goal, uh, World Cup, they want the immediate results, especially against CONCACAF teams. Uh, Osorio was right? lucky in that he had, I think it was just fortunate, and we've talked about it before. I think Jaime came on a lot when Osorio was on there. And we argued with Pern about it because Mexico or the Concacaf was at its lowest level when Osorio was. Yeah, it still is right now. It still is right now. Uh, yeah, 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 it is. Uh, U.S. is going up a little bit, I think, but uh, still back then, where it was Watch out for the Almighty Canada guys. Nah, dude. So, so, so right now, right now, Honduras, Costa Rica, U.S. There, there hasn't. There's not a, been really a tournament to gauge, really where where every team is at right now, and like everybody's kind of, you know, either in the rebuilding phase or just you know, you know, their current crop of players aren't really doing it. Yeah, there's not that many from the other teams. Like before Honduras, they had like a couple of players like in Serie A and in different leagues in Europe, and, and they just had really talented Even, uh... players and. Even Costa Rica is not the same country that it used to be. Oh, you know? no, yeah. You know, they, the quarterfinal they, team, you know, they're not they there. Peaked. Yeah. And even but, the, their team before that was pretty good, um, you know. Yeah, but kind of to go back on track, you know, the players, I know that they said that they would literally go to bed not knowing if they were going to start the next day, you know, game day. And I think that has a lot to do with, like, the team being silent after him asking that question about, you know, are you guys ready for Brazil? Because the way the the, the you got to remember the way we started the World Cup was a bang. We were on top. We beat Germany. We beat Korea. We had six points, and it's like you know Mexico's at an all time high. You know what I mean? And then that game against Sweden just completely deflated the entire like country. Like everyone felt like a big like that was like the biggest loss. Like I honestly felt that we were eliminated from the World Cup after that after that disgraceful game. So I, I feel like 
the players were silent because I, I don't know, maybe Osorio did them dirty. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, uh, I don't know. I think, yeah, they lost confidence in like, we don't think you could, you know, yeah. you're going to do, you're going to, it was praising him as a genius after they, after they beat Germany. And even himself, I remember as soon as uh, Chucky scored, they sh- they pan in on Osorio, and he's like, like hyperventilating, like he just couldn't believe it. And yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah, like you know, I don't buy. Oh, I've been preparing myself. I think yeah, yourself to be hyperventilating. Like, yeah, but honestly, <laughs> I, I I honestly think that uh, Osorio really messed up the tactics with with uh, in the time management with with South Korea. I thought I, you know, they should have they should have. Really taking it more to, to to South Korea because that that goal that you know Korea scored on Mexico Son. came back to hurt. What's that? Yeah, uh, Son. Uh, Son. Uh, Son. Yeah. So, so they should they should have you know Mexico should have really taken it to to, to South Korea uh, on that you know and I, like I said I just I never really thought that Osorio you know. I honestly don't even think that the, you know that, that the players really were convinced. Although sometimes you know you you, you hear them say you know oh we're with the profe we're you know with this and that, they but were, you you know that that's good. just you can you know that that's just a lot of you know publicity. One no, it's not. Was it that one game where like if they won the game they agree to shave his head? I feel like you know they were they were pretty tight with him, and I remember Chicharito speaking highly of him. He said like he was like the second best coach he's had, you know? So I'm like the team, I think at one point the team was behind him, you know, like they weren't, it wasn't like the 2014 campaign where we literally had to go to Repechaje to qualify for the world cup. It was more of like, they didn't have that pressure on them from the, from Wait, the media. Wasn't, wasn't Cheech playing bad going into that world cup? The two, Oh yeah. I mean, he was, well, he was at West Ham and he wasn't really, yeah, but he wasn't even, yeah, but he was playing for you know Mexico. He was still like getting starts, and he had became the top scorer of the national team. So you know, for the national team, he was coming through. But like, I I think like the campaign itself, like going qualifying into Russia, was a lot easier for the team because a lot of these players went to that 2014 World Cup, and they they were trying to you know shake some some skeletons, you know. So I feel like the 2018 campaign, it was it was a walkthrough to get in, and like the media was on their side they had a coach that you know i had the team for, but i guess like once they got exposed against sweden that's when they realized that he was a fraud and then he was also up to no good wasn't he like cheating on his wife <laughs> uh, yeah he he had a yeah side chick he and he would send her like flowers every like almost every it? day what is it with coaches like getting into the world cup and then just completely like shitting the bed like la volpe Twice, like what is it about the World Cup? Like, do they just all right? We qualified everything that that happens from here now. It's whatever. I already got paid. You know what? The, the guy that that I that I thought actually overperformed as, as opposed to underperformed was actually La Puente, because go, going mm-hmm. going into actually Piojo and La Puente were probably the ones because of of how they went into to the uh, into the World Cup, how the team was before, and then how they just stepped it up uh, during the World Cup. Uh. You know, obviously La Puente and Piojo, but you know, I, I personally, I personally think that, the, and what, you know, with with what Osorio is saying, I think is that I understand that Brazil's better than Mexico, you know, 
and I understand that they have a deeper roster. But one of the things that I do not agree with him is that it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if Brazil's better than you or that they have, you know, a, a deep. In a tournament, you can play percentages and you can win. You know? They can you can play, you know, if, if it was a league where you're playing them, you know, when you're playing them ten times in a year or whatever, they could beat you nine. But it, you know, but in a cup tournament, in a knockout tournament, one game. Yeah. If you play if you play percentages, if you if you're smart with your you know, with with time management, if you're smart with how you attack, when you attack, when you defend, how you defend, stuff like that, you can play to your advantages. You don't have to be, you know, you don't have to, 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 to you know, to, to, to be some mastermind. And I just, I just, I, I just, I, I always thought that, you know, that he tried to game, he tried to make the game a little bit more uh, difficult, you know? He's a try, he's a like try I hard, said, man. He's a try hard. I, like I said, <laughs> dude, I, I guess, I guess I'm a, a, a la puentista to, to, to the bone, man. You know, he tries, you know, he tries to make the game simple. And like, you know, La Puente would always say there's three things in football. You attack, you defend, and you recoup, you know? You know, and, you know it's, it's uh, interesting you, you bring that up. It, I was reading up on Menotti, and he he's like in the same same line of thought where where he feels that. And it's funny because he was talking about the coaches that fill up notebooks full of like, you know, uh, full of. I would say notes, <laughs> and and he said like I would I would pay to read those. I wonder what what are they writing in? Because he he talks about just football being more simple than than what some coaches make it seem to be. So he's saying no need to have like the all these like um, notes written down on on every single thing. Yeah, football's not that not that difficult. And should um, be, should it it, yeah. it really shouldn't be. Yeah, so no. I'm just I've I've said this here before, but I'm a, I'm gonna say it again. Uh, just because I know he's been one of those influential coaches, so he, he talks about what what the coaches need to win over a team, and he said uh, they need to generate an idea, and then they have to convince the squad that that's the idea that's gonna bring them success. Then they have to find players that are like. They would be willing to that when the team faces adversity, not to, not you know that they're gonna stick with that idea. They're not gonna lose faith in it. And and just going off of that, is seeing, reading uh, Marquez quote, you know, what Marquez said to to Osorio before the World Cup, like, hey, we don't want to do this. I was like, man, they just, you know, they didn't have much faith in in what this guy. You know, in this idea, in, in this whole rotation thing, and I do, I do think like the whole Sweden thing. I do think that affected him because then he probably didn't do what he what he thought was going to work best. No, no one is just. You know, I I think you're right, Hall, uh, because it was a bad move. You know, who's going? Are you are you really going to convince as a professional? Are you really going to buy into this crap? Okay, that. Okay, uh, tomorrow you may play. You may play the game of your life, okay. But then the next game you're gonna get sit out because of a rotation. No. Yeah, that's. 
You're not. Yeah. It's that. It's. That, that, I'm sorry. That is just human nature. You. And you're, you you're not. You're. You don't. You know. You're not gonna. You're not gonna. You're not gonna convince anybody to do that. And that's why I always thought. That's why I always thought that. You know, in in, in the in the interviews and and stuff like that. I always just thought that it was just you know cliche type of interviews. Oh yeah, yeah. Stumble, you know, we're with we're with Profe all the way and blah blah blah. But no one, no one's gonna. You know, you're, no one's gonna believe and eat that crap. You'd be on the bench. You know, right? you you come out, you come out with your real feelings. You're gonna be on the bench. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. and you know what? I think we were lucky because, well, I say we Mexico was lucky because they faced the Germany team that they just weren't. I don't know what happened with that team. Oh, the we didn't know that at the time. The oh, we didn't know we didn't we didn't know that at the time because keep in mind they won the the, the yeah. Confederations Cup. So I mean that they, you know they were. going and, and they were talking about consistency, how long they had to coach, how long they've had all these good results. And no one was expecting that the, the World Cup it they don't know what happened, man. I'm well, sure you, something something must have happened. We'll probably find out years from now. Well, uh, it, what was I mean, going on there? It was, here's the, th- it was the flu game. Here's the thing. You know, everybody thought, you know, and that's and I'll, I'll give Mexico credit for beating Germany because at the time we didn't know that it was starting to be the downfall of them, right? Because, you know, going into there, dude, everybody thought that they were the Lamborghini, but soon, soon as the tournament started, it's like, oh, shit, it really is. It's just a Honda Civic with car part where like a, like a kit system made that to look like a Lamborghini. You know what I mean? It's a Sudo, man, a Sudo. A Sudo, yeah. Not, they did not win, right? They didn't win a single game. No. Uh, they beat, um, no, Germany beat uh, Sweden, right? Yeah, yes, yes, they did. Yeah. In the last, in the was, uh, tough, last... Tough, uh, tough. Just a little too late. No, they they beat they. That was the whole reason why Mexico didn't qualify immediately after winning the two first games is because they they lost to uh well we beat them, but then they ended up uh winning against uh Sweden. And then they lost they lost to Korea, no? Yeah, yeah. but but we were going to the last game, still not qualified because Germany could have beaten Korea and then we would have you know been knocked out. So let me just, so, uh, yeah. Let me just like give a. I don't know if you guys want to continue or have other takes on JCO, but I just want to like my I'm, final. I'm com- done with- yeah, my yeah, final we- comment yeah. on him is he's pretty much just uh, he's irrelevant and has been for a while, and he wants to jump back on the scene. And now with this whole COVID and the isolation and stuff, everyone's getting on these calls, these interviews, and with. Uh, these zoom interviews and so he's he's he got his opportunity he's getting his clout yeah and so he's trying to take advantage he's trying to trying to jump back on the scene and it's not going to work so uh so yeah that's we got we got got some hot topics so let's jump into this next one because i want to hear what you it sounds like you have some uh some takes on the the mexican national team going or not going to the united states what's do you know what's going on there uh so they I announced mean. that because of COVID, you know, the oh, states aren't going to allow great. fans into the stadiums. So Mexico said, well, guess what? We're not going to tour there anymore. <laughs> so it's really funny because can you think of another national team that plays more games outside their country than Mexico? Oh, yeah, there is none. <laughs> like, we're the only country in the game 
that has more games in the like outside of their own country. So it's like for this whole time they've been pandering to the pochos and all the Me- mexicanos that are here in the United States. But the second they find out that there's no money, they're like, you know what? Let's let's just go back to uh back, back to Mexico. Well, yeah, but but I mean it makes sense. I mean it makes what they have to sell like five dollar tickets, which selection games now they're about thirty dollars maybe the cheapest. Yeah, but I mean, I don't understand. It's not like they're gonna allow them to play in Mexico with fans. It's, it's the same situation. Well, I mean, yeah, but they probably won't wouldn't play there either. Then, I it's mean, just, or if it's closed doors, it's just it's just easier for them to to host the game there if it's gonna be a puerta cerrada than yeah. to travel the way over here. So I, I, I mean, it's it's. But it's, it it it's does all expose about making them. money though, man. Yeah. It's it does expose them. It's, it exposes it exposes John De Luisa and the whole FMF exactly what they wanted. They want the United States for the United States is only here, and the travel to the United States for the national team is only there for the money. If there is no money and there's no people paying tickets, then they're not going to go. They're not going to bring it. They can just play in Mexico, and you know, just. Well, I mean, I I think, and I think he was a bit premature because I know there's there's some teams that. You could easily get like a friendly with because let's say they already had a game schedule. Like let's say like Florida is usually like a good point. Like like if a European team probably has to play a few games, they like they could go to like Florida and play like a South American team, and then from there it's easier to to jump off and play another, you know, without traveling so much. Um, so I, I think in that sense they kind of they spoke a little bit like because if you could have gotten a match here in the u.s with a top with a top team because they were already coming to the u.s and i think that's you know it's like you'll be uh, missing best, out on that the best way to describe it is like you got this chick right and she's like basically like mooching off you and the only reason she's with you is because you have money the second she finds out you don't have any money, bye. You know. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> That's, I agree with that. That's exactly how it but, is. But what they were trying to say is like, if we can't play for the fans, then there's no need to play. So I, I think he was trying to like make it seem that the team, you know. There was a, I think there was a friendly that we're supposed to have like this week, but. You know, obviously, right now it's all canceled. But uh, I don't know, man. I just think it's like, okay, no money, bye. Yeah, that's how it is. So I didn't expect. We gotta it. talk about uh, Morelia moving to Mazatlan. What's going on? You know, I think that just highlights something we've mentioned here before, and that's the lack of investors in. In in Liga MX, you know, there's just not not that many companies willing to to put that much money into uh, football. Like, and so one of the things where where clubs are benefiting is if they're getting kickbacks from the state. So this is the state of Sinaloa, and I don't know what they promised. I know they built a stadium, 
they're probably going to give land for the training and whatnot, you know. But I, I do think that that's, that's one of the big reasons there. But why Morelia? Because, why Monarcas? Well, they, because Mo Monarcas was, was owned, but yeah, but they're owned by Tevasteca, and Tevasteca wasn't pumping any money. They're broke? Broke boys? I don't know what the situation is, but it's been obvious they weren't they weren't investing uh, heavily. So I don't, you know, that's I think the thing that was. It's crazy because I it, it really got me thinking. I, you know, because my team, the Oakland Raiders, moved to Vegas, so I know how this feels. But then I realized this does not happen in the world of football because. It's not like you can have a franchise and just move it. Like it just doesn't happen in, in and when I say football, I mean soccer, I mean football. You don't ever see it's not like you can take Manchester United away from Manchester. You can't move them to a different city. Like, how do you do that? How do you do that? The only time I've ever seen this happen is in the MLS when San Jose Earthquakes moved to Houston. But that makes sense because it's America and it's like, you know, franchise. But, but you but don't see that in, has done it Atlante. Before. Atlante. Yeah, it's happened in NBA, NFL, MLB. No, yeah, but I'm, I'm, I'm talking about like football, like the world of football. I'm not talking about American sports because that yeah. happens. Well, that's that's because, you know, most of those clubs were always tied to the city. So they had like strong not, ties. Not to the city, to the to their community. Yeah. There you go. But, yeah. But 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 thing about it is even there 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 were even changes back then, you know, like if, for example, you know, two teams joining or or leaving, you know, and stuff like that. So I mean it it has happened, you know. Uh and stuff like that. It's happened uh, in Mexico, but I don't think that's ever happened in like England, in Argentina, you know, like all over the world. It it has not happened. You don't see a team just get up and move because because of money. That's just so weird, man. This guy's got sprint next to him. What's going on, man? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, man. Bringing back the, the early 2000s. Oh, what's up? That's for me? I don't know. I heard a sprint next to ringtone. <laughs> uh, Verizon. Oh. Sprint. I think it's a shame, man. I mean... And it's hard for me not to make the assumption that there's dirty money involved because Mazatlan, it's Sinaloa, you know, they're known for, you know, narcos and stuff. Where the hell do they get this money to build a stadium and have all this money to move a team that's been in in uh, Morelia for, what, 70 years? Yeah. It's crazy. The the video that got me, that got me in the feels was this old dude. He was in his car, I think, at the protest or whatever they're doing. And uh he was crying, man. He was sad. Sad at the possibility he was sad at the possibility of losing Morelia. Of losing the Monarch. Well, I think team. it's a done deal, man. <laughs> well yeah. At this point I think it, it is a done deal. You know, and it's been a done deal. Uh the tweets, the uh, the first tweet uh from uh FC Mazatlan, it was tweeted like uh, like a week ago, and they already had a photo of the stadium and Delfinis. They already have a mascot, and now it's been taken down. So I don't know if maybe they're still trying to negotiate. They've seen some of the the pushback from the fans, but well, that, I heard the guy saying that 
that Delfines was not going to be the name of the team. Oh, okay. So, yeah. I but I think since the stadium was being built, I think this whole negotiation had already been dealt with, you know? Why not? Because, why not do that to, you know, Veracruz, turn the Sharks into Dolphins? Or, you know what I mean? Why not do it for a franchise that, like, you know, is... is is struggling, you know. Morelia, they 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 actually had a pretty good resurgence in the last couple of years. No, well, it it depends the owner. So that see, so again, I, I'm gonna go with what I said with with how the investors like in Max, you don't have that many companies right now that are willing to like like Bimbo. They invested, but only as sponsors. They they don't want to own a team, uh, and then you have like other big companies like Comex. So there's very few. Very few, two of the biggest being um, FEMSA and and um, Semex, who spot who. Uh, I, like, I don't have a problem with a, a new team buying their way into the first division. I have no issue with that. The issue I have is taking an existing team spot. Why not just add the twenty to the team? Because that's what the Liga Mekis has been trying to get the league to get to is twenty teams. Why not just start a new franchise? Why why would you do that to uh, Morelia? Why would you do that to the to the fans? Do you really think that they're going to support this team? Hell no. They're not going to support the team. There's no way, man. There's no way they're going to just uh, take it up the ass and say, "Yeah, we're going to support them now." You know, we're going to trade in our jerseys for Dolphins. Like, no, there's no way. There's no way these fans are going to continue to support this this franchise. I don't I just think it was a complete just terrible why not take like i said either a franchise that was like dying or just just buy your way into the first division but the way they did it is just is terrible man it's it's really tragic well that's that's because the team was going to disappear regardless but but see i'm I'm gonna go back to the whole thing where so pachuca is one of the good examples where the state has helped the tusos and they just that's helped the team save a lot of money and make a lot of money. And that's, I think that's similar deal with what's going to happen with Sinaloa. And um, so that's, that's was like, right. Well, it's just more way to make money here. I just don't see Sinaloa being a, a, a I just don't see Sinaloa, you know, or Mazatlan's being a, um, a better uh, location. Oh. Well, yeah, that's. But I mean, it remains I, I, to be I, seen how how uh, yeah how that works out because Morelia. I mean, I, I mean, if nobody wanted to take over that team, that's you know that's the pretty sad part right there where it's like Morelia. Yeah, one of the historic teams, but nobody wanted it. I wonder if Morelia will try to, you know, start. I mean, Leon, dude, Leon, we, that's another team that, like, it was bought for peanuts, I think, for like four or five million dollars. And that's another historic team, historic venue, and, and nobody wanted that club. I mean, they're owned by Grupo Pachuca, like, what? You know, they should be their own, and they should have their own uh, owners and everything. But it's it's that's just not the case. So I know that way there's there's a lot of pushback from Mex fans about the whole joining with MLS. And I get it, but at the same time it's like there's just 
no money coming in right now into the league from, yeah. you know, nobody wants to invest. In, like, you know, as far as investors that are already there, no one else wants to put money into that. I mean, even Chivas, the way they were bought, that's like, it's kind of embarrassing, you know? Mm-hmm. Being bought by uh, the Omni Life. And he yeah, didn't even have it, to pay him full, man. He he just gave them, like, what a percentage. It is. It, it, just, it just seems, it just seems like, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at the, you know, I mean, I'm I'm not really familiar uh, with you know the state of Sinaloa, but I am familiar with the state of you know Michoacan, and you know I've, I've driven there, passed through there, and stuff like that. And, and I'm just like looking at it in terms of the cities around Michoacan and the cities around my, my, you know uh, Sinaloa, and just you know Michoacan being closer to you know the interior you know regions closer to you know Guanajuato and the state of Mexico and Mexico and all that type of stuff. It just it just doesn't make sense. Tourism wise, though. What's that? It's a beach. It's a beach town, no? Yeah, but Mazatlan. yeah. The thing so, about um, it is, th- there's no other team in in uh, in Morelia. You know what I mean? There's no other team in that in that state. It's not like Sinaloa where they have Dorados. Michoacan. So they literally took. Yeah, uh, Michoacan. Sorry. Yeah, it's like that was for what <laughs> he said. Mazatlan, I think. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh. Um, it's what crazy was it? though. Wait, what was the chickies? Michoacan. Michoacan? Yeah, Morelia, what? Michoacan. No, it's... I'm talking about the, the where the team is moving to. Mazatlan. Oh, Sinaloa? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I always yeah, thought that's that was like, I, I always thought that was like a desert, like just you know, bare desert. No. Like what's over there? No, Mazatlan is uh it's on the it's on the coast. <laughs> it is. Um, I mean they're known for their baseball. I mean they have baseball over there, you know. No small yeah, I mean, that was another thing, is like Sinaloa is is there? It's baseball's more popular there. Did you, did you remember that movie with Tom Cruise and uh, was uh, <laughs> Jamie Fox? Uh, was it Collateral? Oh, I th- that's a good movie. Where it's like when movie. they go to the jazz, uh, they go into the jazz uh, bar, and the jazz you know bar uh, owner is just you know telling the story about Miles Davis, and then Tom Cruise. Oh, that's such a good story. <laughs> I'm gonna have to tell the guy. I'm gonna have to tell the guys from Sinaloa, uh, from Sinaloa that. The guys, are like, oh shit! I was thinking that's probably how that that went down, you know, with the owners of you know Grupo Salinas. That was such a great great story, Carlos Salinas. I have to tell the guys Sinaloa that story. <laughs> oh shit! Oh, all right, all right. I'll move. I'll, I'll move the team to the Mazatlan. Oh. Been around, man. He's yeah, been Stallone references. But no, like I said, well, I mean, hopefully, hopefully it works out, you know, for Mazatlan. But like I said, do you have you, Michoacan Morelia is established, dude? It's an established, you know. Yeah. They, uh, they have a huge, run. So what's Leon, man? They have so a huge following, though. I have no problems with Leon. You know, I have no problems with with uh, with Leon. Do they have a? No, no. They have it. No, no. But we saw what happened when their coffers dried up. They fell to second division. There, there's, yeah. you know, it just went really bad, and I, I think that would have happened to Morelia. Like if, if, if had had Tevasteca not put whatever little money they did, I do think that team would have eventually just fallen to the wayside and then just been like. But they were second they were, division. Were a playoff team. Yeah, but no, then, I know they, they were. They, in, but they, you make, know, I just realized they were selling their top players too. 
Ruiz Diaz. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it goes to show like they were probably broke boys. Oh no! Actually, actually, they've been been moving. What's his name? The dude from Peru. What's his name? The guy that you just mentioned. What's his name? Ruiz Diaz. I mean, he basically said that, look, hey, you know, Mexico was fine if you're single and stuff like that. But with the family, it's like it's a different story. Mm. And obviously, um, I, I mean, this this podcast isn't really, you know, to talk made for talking about those issues. But Mexico's got to clean up its act in, 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 in the appearance of safety and, and stability. And, you know, I hate to say it, but certain areas... Michoacan being one of them, Sinaloa being one of them. You know, things get yeah. dangerous, man. They do oh. get dangerous. Gignac, Gignac I mean, seems to have a good family life. I think. Yeah, I think but that's what But I think because yeah. I think that's because of of his Romani, uh, you know, gypsy type of lifestyle. It's like <laughs> ah, we, he's he's cool. He's kind of like he's kind of like a pikey. You know, he's used to it. <laughs> he's 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 basically Mexican. Well, you. Um, you yeah. You guys are making me think that this Liga MX is like almost about to go bankrupt, man. Like the way Joel is talking about going to MLS, <laughs> needing to, needing some support from MLS, all these movements of teams, uh, that there's not enough money, they're not making good cash. Jeez. Like, how has this league lasted so long? How are, is this league almost about to come to it, the very it's, end? No, it, it's the... <laughs> still it's still a, it's still a very very good and lucrative league. The thing, but the thing about it is, it's not designed to have, you know. Me thirty teams, or I'm sorry, thirty teams right yeah. now. Yeah, thirty or twenty. But no, like, and I don't mean to sound doom and gloom, but if you look at, I'll say ninety percent of the teams, they don't even have their original owners. Oh, none of Nobody them anymore. Does. And then but look at Chivas. There's, there's a pool. There was actually, actually, actually Cruz Azul is actually the only one, the last one. Yeah, and and it's and that's our next topic because they're having. There's oh. there's some stuff going on there. Oh, and boy. Of no, no, actually, again. actually, it actually it's not the owners; it's the uh, the executives. The cooperativa, or the, the, yeah, it's 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 the executives. In fact, yep. uh, Rafael Huesca from Esto actually he pointed that out uh, in a tweet that it's not, oh, you know, it's it's not the ownership. It's not because the ownership. Because uh, I'll, I'll try to find the tweet, but basically oh, what okay. he, what what he was saying was that. Um, you know, it's not the corporate, it's not, it's not, you know, um, uh, the, the cement company itself, you know? Yeah. Uh, okay. Fact, let me try to, let me try to find it. Let me, let, let, me let me just finish my, what? my hot go take. Ahead. All right. Look, go ahead. Look at, so look at Chivas. They're supposed to be like a popular team. They were leased. They were leased, man, for 10 years. And it was only nine, but the contract was 10 years to uh, La Promotora. That means that. You know, they were like rented out because the owners didn't have money. Rented out. Uh, Promotora was like, we're losing money too. And so eventually, Vergara came in and bought the team. And even, and you know, and he's had it, what, less than 20 years? Uh, what were we hearing like a few years back that Slim was going to buy it? <laughs> and that's still a possibility of, of, other owners coming in. And that's Chivas. I mean, I talked about... <laughs> and, uh, you know, and then we talk about Leon, one of the historic teams, you know, one of the most winning teams. And they were in second division for a long time. 
Nobody was trying to buy that team. Uh, yeah. Now they're owned by Grupo Pachuca. You know, that's like Atletico Madrid being owned by hey, Real hey. Madrid. <laughs> Wait, Hoy, what? Sorry to interrupt. I just posted it in the chat, in the Discord chat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you can read it. Yeah. But keep on. Sorry, Wait. sorry to interrupt. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, just so you could call like that team by team. And it's like at one point or another, they've changed. They changed owner like multiple times, and then I sometimes so. you get lucky. Like the way I think Santos got lucky. Group Orlegi has done a great job, but Group Orlegi weren't original owners. Uh, oh. And then with with like Tigres and and Monterrey, I, I, I think they locked out having it, it, these big corporations, FEMSA and and Semex, come in, and they're like, okay, we're gonna create like subsidiaries to to like run the clubs. But I think that's, and I was hoping like, okay, maybe we'll see that with like Semex or Bimbo, but it just, it never happened or it hasn't happened. Hey, this, this contradicts this uh, article from FMF state of mind contradicts that they're saying that, uh, Billy, uh, yeah, Billy Alvarez and his brothers, their, their accounts have been frozen and they're being investigated by the Mexican authorities for suspicion of money laundering to organize crimes. So that was that would mean that it was the owners. No, they're not the owners. Cruz Azul is owned by La Cooperativa, and 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 Billy and them, they're like the, they're like um the like the um not the owners because you can't own it. They just have the higher Uh, positions. It says uh, the investigation has been brought to the cement executives after one. 0.2 0.2 billion Mexican pesos were detected moving irregularly between countries, and it says that it's unclear whether or not the team is involved in the case. That you know what that information was. They, they talked about that information last year, it, right, know, it, right, right when that info, right when all that you know the the stuff was going on with Belice and and, and yeah. stuff like that. That, that yeah. information came about. So it, I just. I honestly, and keep in mind the struggles with Cruz Azul's, like you know, owners. I mean, they've they've one of the 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 Alvarez brothers shot one of the other Alvarez uh, had somebody remember like when there were shots, uh, they were shooting someone's house. Like I guess they have these really internal fights, man, amongst them. You know, they're fighting like Albañiles, man, on a job site sometimes. Okay, so this is wrong, then, man. So this dude. Antonio Timo. Well, I think I think that, he, that article. He, I think he's just uh, he's just probably just translating, you know, uh, the, a report the, from from. The well, no, he's, he's he's saying that the cooperativa is the owner, but so is Alvarez and uh, and. Uh, no, no, no. Cooperativa is owner of Cruz Azul, but but the, and they're the, the Alvarez, the billion. They don't okay. own. The, they don't know. They cannot own the cooperativa. It's like the, it's it's owned by the whole group, not just. But those guys, they sort of like. They have the highest spot, so they 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 make the shots. They they call the shots there. Um, but if they're the ones that are being crooked, unless it's like cooperativa wide, but I think it's just those two guys that have been, you know. Yeah, they're the ones that got. It, it, it's it's similar to with 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 you had it uh, at Chivas with with Angelica that was stealing money from OmniLife. So, <laughs> in Mexico, it's almost the same thing as is like the legal, the way it's structured, where it's basically it's democratically controlled by its members. 
even within any organization, there's always going to be a, uh, an executive board of sorts. So basically, you know, the Alvarez, uh, they just must, you know, in fact, Alvarez is what's the, the, the Garces and the Alvarez, their families go way back uh, in, into this, you know, co-op uh, business, you know. So it's like they have a lot of pull within their own structure. But like, but like, like Hoyle is saying is that you cannot own it. It's not like, you know, guys, tough shit. I'm selling. You guys get nothing. It, it doesn't work that it's illegal. You know? Hello? Nonetheless, it does, yeah. fight, it does look bad. I mean, look at what happened to Rafa Marquez. You know what I mean? Like he had that asterisk next to his name because he was in, well, his money was involved with, with narco ties and, He's not allowed to come back to the United States, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So, I mean, even if, you know, it's whatever, it may or may not be true or not, it definitely does look bad for the team. And, you know, obviously, right now, all these sports outlets are struggling for content. You know what I mean? So, of course, they're going to take this and and blow it out of proportion and, and go like the DJ. I got some hot fire for you, you know, some 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 sizzle news, but uh, I'm sure this will will blow over. Um, but it's yeah, just pe- people yeah. people forget, but like like la promotora, so la promotora de Ranchivas, and that guy was embezzling funds, um, you know, because he had a ties with Pemex, and then all of that was just a hot mess. You, you could Google search anyone you want to have a interesting read on that. And so that that was a big reason why they ended up um, just giving up the uh, Chivas. And even before they gave up Chivas, where they started selling a lot of these known players. Uh, and then with Monterrey, you had uh, their previous owner, Jorge Lancambeu. And he was also had ties with um, laundering money for a cartel. And they were tied to a bank. I don't, I don't know if it was Citibank. And so that, yeah, that guy. So yeah, we've we've seen that a lot. So I mean, that's why I'm not surprised when they talk about creating this like point league, which I don't think will be like a traditional league, be more like a cup. But I do, but I do think that that tournament would probably take more importance than the regular league. I don't think it's ever going to happen. As far as the joint league, it's not going to happen. But. uh I mean, well, joint league, it's it's more yeah. not like, not like a league where you yeah, you play be, each. It's too many, you know, too it's, many teams and the travel. No, no, but it'll be yeah, it'll be yeah. more like a cup, like like yeah. you know, like a Champions I League. A, I could see a cup, like you know, like a FA Cup type of thing, like a domestic t- uh, cup. No, yeah, I don't think FIFA would allow a, like a joint league, but yeah, you don't have to be. You could just you could just be like. A, I mean, we were supposed to get the MLS versus Liga MX All Star Game. And I was looking forward to that, but we're, we're not going to have it, at least COVID. not for now. No um, COVID. Yeah. Did any of you guys catch the uh, Chicharito interview he did with Rio Ferdinand? I did. I, I just, one, one, one piece of it only. When oh, okay. uh, Ferdinand is asking him about his the ball movement in the goal against yeah. uh, I don't know. I don't know what team it was. I give a lot of props to Rio because he's always been a big supporter of Chicha, even when he left Man United. And he's like, "I told you this guy is good. He's good. He's good." 
but uh he just he he really talked about how much of an impact uh Sir Alice Ferguson had on on his career. And then he also talked about how terrible Moyes was. And he's not the first Mexican to say how bad Moyes was as a coach. So it really doesn't surprise me. But man, that guy was terrible. <laughs> he basically split up the entire team, you know, and he said how frustrated he was with that. He ended up going to Real Madrid anyways, but um he also said that the best players he played with were at Madrid. He he mentioned Modric, he mentioned Ronaldo, he mentioned uh Sergio Ramos and De Gea. And out of Man United, he, the only two players that he named was uh, Rooney and um, Michael Carrick. Oh. Huh. Yeah. He, yeah. You know one thing Moyes did was when he came in, he replaced all the coaching staff. And I, yeah. I do think that that was part of their down. I, I just, I wouldn't have done it. If you have like a successful organization, I'm not going to come in and just Boot everyone out. It was a Kiros was like Ferguson's right hand man for like years, and uh, just as he decided to just clean house. It's uh, it's his birthday today, eh? Hey, uh, today's his birthday. Who's Happy birthday, birthday. Chicharito. Whose birthday? Chicharito. Oh, Chicha. He's turning what thirty three, thirty two. How old is he? Two. Yeah, he's old, man. Getting up there. Oh, that's why he's in MLS. Is he still doing naked humans? <laughs> yeah. He's a boomer. A, he's still prime age, man. I don't <laughs> Thierry Henry, Luis Suarez, like these fools were bagging goals still at 30. 32 is still prime, man. I think like 30, like anywhere from like your late 20s to like early 30s, like your prime. Well, if you stay in shape... <laughs> I mean, look at it. It depends the player. It, it depends the player. How old is Ronaldo? He's thirty-five. But that guy, he's he's, he's like a he's a freak. Yeah, he's a freak specimen. Oh, yeah. He's that a guy, freak of nature. Yeah. It, it's funny hearing you know uh, other players talk about how like when they they go into his house, it's like uh, what was that? I forget who the player was. Is like he invited him to eat, and it was just basically chicken, but that's it, nothing on it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! It was like a, it was like one of those Oprah moments where like Oprah tried someone's chicken. Oh, what'd you season it with? Oh, I didn't season it. That's no, like nothing, you know. It's like everything's just you know, f- from farm to plate. Uh, I mean, the guy takes his, you know, his training and his his diet, you know, you know, really serious, you know, and good for him, you know. That's the because I mean, honestly, dude, to maintain maintain that. In elite in this day and age for 15 years is remarkable. You know, He's, that's what I will say about the Osorio comments. He talks about the mentality of the Mexican player. I'll sort of agree and criticize the mentality of a Mexican player when you see players like uh, Ronaldo and even other players that make it to Europe from other countries like Brazil and Argentina. The Mexican player, I think, is too pampered, too uh, spoiled with uh, Liga MX, and then they expect things to be easy, or not to be easy, but to be there, available for them to go to Europe, like Pizarro and Pulido and all these guys, when they're just not good enough. They don't have the mentality. 
and then Chicharito doesn't have the mentality, or he did at first, and then it sort of faded as he comes back to uh, uh, to more easier but playing fields. Just, you make all this money where it's like some of that stuff, then you don't you don't just care about it that much. But here's the thing: Ronaldo makes so much money. Well, well, real quick, real quick, run of because go ahead, with go South ahead. Americans that you see, Brazilians, Argentines, a lot of times, even if they made it to Spain, just because they're in Spain or in Italy, you're still not making that much more money. Not the average player, you know. If you're playing in one of the mid mid table to bottom teams, <clears throat> they don't make that much money, so they have to stay hungry to land that good contract or get in that big team and so I, I think um, you know Liga MX pays well enough that a lot of players once they get that one good contract that's they just that's it they coast they <laughs> motivation coast. seems to go out the window man yeah and that's the mentality level man because Ronaldo makes a ton of money that dude's got like a, hu- uh, a very He's nice house all kinds players of players or athletes in the world yeah. and he'll be working out and doing all kinds of stuff at home yeah. to you know to be in top shape that dude's a but keep um, in mind that you're only just seeing what he posts. I mean, it's like, you know, for all you know, he could just be doing it for show and stuff like that. But like I said, the guy just he just maintains, you know, he 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 works and he maintains. But, you know, dude. keep it. Keep in mind, dude, you know, like you, you can't really say that things, you know, I criticize a player like, you know, Pulido or these guys saying, oh, that the fame got to him. Well. The same is said, you know, with with uh, with Messi. The same is said with you know, uh, Cristiano and stuff like that. You know. Well, whenever I know, I see a little bit of drool whenever he takes off his shirt and does his gold celebration. You know, I know you'd be looking at them abs. <laughs> <laughs> see that that's the proof right there. That's the proof that he works. That's the proof that it's not just an Instagram picture of him, like flexing his quads and stuff. You know. He does it. He does it on the field, and Messi's the same way. You don't see Messi posting all these Instagram pics, but that dude is short, but the, he has the that solid leg and that solid base to to do what he does. I mean, Pulido's got some. Pulido looks like he works. You know, he he posts all those pictures as well. His results just aren't you know spectacular on the pitch. Wait, he he was leading goal scorer, Chickies. The guy makes top goal scorer. Yeah, yeah, he's a fortunate type of guy. He's sort of like the, uh, you know, the 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 point guy for for Chivas. He had the opportunities. Uh, I won't say they're all tapping because there were there were some good there were some good goals, but uh, uh, yeah, he was in the prime position to score those goals. Um, I had a really fun fact for you guys. There's only five active footballers that have the opportunity to get to five World Cups. You know, Messi, Cristiano Ronaldo, Sergio Ramos, Andres Guardado, and Guillermo uh, Ochoa. What was that? To get to five World Five World Cups. Five World Cups. And knowing Mexico... They'll probably end up going to that World Cup because I don't see anybody stepping up for Ochoa. Ochoa, Ochoa. yes. Well, yeah, we talked about Ochoa before. I don't know about Guardado. I think Guardado would go kind of like the way Rafa did, just as like, you know, the the old guy with experience, and you know, 
leadership? Well, I don't know, man. Tata, Tata likes the youth, and I, I don't yeah. think, I don't think um, <clears throat> that's the we'll that's the thing man. of a coach like Tata. Where I don't think you could punk him into, you know, I don't think he's gonna get punked into putting in players. I saw in other news the uh, Club America was tested for Corona. Forty-nine results were negative. Uh, there's a total of fifty-four. Who? So there's uh, America. Who did they, they test? Uh, Club America. Yeah, they only they, they only they stayed indoors. They they quarantined. Yeah, they quarantined. Properly. They were they were not partying like Santos they, players they, and stuff. They had the curb service for escorts. Because <laughs> they live in they live in better neighborhoods. That's why you know. <laughs> In Mexico City, better neighborhoods than in uh, Torreon. Chivas, they, Chivas had reported one player, and then they said they weren't going to name him. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what's going on too much with the goats. I do know that they had the pictures of trophies partying. Hmm. <laughs> oh, I was reminded trophies. of. I was reminded of John. <laughs> the memories. Uh, speaking about Chivas, Beltran has been an ace for us in the E Liga MX, and uh, we beat our rivals America in the Super Clasico 3 1. Then we ended up being in a Caxa 5 1, and then Santos Laguna 3 1. So, wait, hi, ma'am. Hmm. For those of us not in the know, what exactly is this E Liga? Is it organized by EA Sports? It's um, and I I know the all the Liga MX teams are playing the FIFA, FIFA 2020 20. game, right? Yeah, because you know, uh, FIFA owns the licensing to Liga MX, and uh, they they've just they basically just said, hey, you know what? Since you guys can't play real soccer, let's just you know do this e Liga, and you take some of your your professional players and you play against other professional players and um. Right now, it's actually Pachuca who's in first place. So, I wonder if they'll give him a trophy at the end of the <laughs> Give him a star and a trophy. And the games are streamed, right? Uh, the games are streamed on Chivas TV for, for the Chivas games. As far as the rest of the league, I have no idea. There really hasn't been much coverage, to be honest. The, uh, on the website, the Tabla General only shows one through eight. So I guess the other teams. I th- at first I thought, man, there are only eight teams oh, no, participating. I can, I'll send you. I'll send you the link right now. Um, I was like, do these other teams not have PlayStation or something? I've, I've seen. You know, no, no, I've no. seen. That was I've a seen like this. Yeah. Results and stuff, but I think, I think. Um, oh, I see the rest. What of they needed to boost this would would have been some shit talk, you know. Yeah. Because those guys I are agree. on the mic, so if you would have heard them talking smack to each other. Yeah, um, they need to they need to they need to hop on Discord and they need to talk shit to each other <laughs> as they're playing. I, think, I, I, saw, I would I watch. Saw. I would watch. I don't want to see some dude just no. making a funny face because he missed a goal. I, I want to hear. Would, I would watch. I want to hear the shit talk. Dude, I would I want watch it to like, be like the league. Like, Ron, remember the show, the league. <laughs> I would, oh, I would, taco. I would, that would. Uh... I would. I would pay to see. Uh, uh, What's his name? Uh, Boyo versus Giovanni. <laughs> hey man, sorry about your thigh, bro. <laughs> oh, dude. that would go Ouch. against the uh, that would go against the saying. What is it? Um, 
lo que lo que se habla en la cancha se queda en la cancha tres por chismoso what yeah you don't want you don't want them what? to go too off on uh on their harsh words yeah. and their trash talk man what stays on the what happens on the field and what's said on the field stays on the field yeah but but this is this is a video game (laughs) yeah it's i know you don't want them to know like anybody that plays you don't want them to slip the tongue you know that that's a big part of the online playing oh yeah the smack talk man that's that's kind of like the reason why it's so fun is because you get to talk shit on online you know what i mean (laughs) yeah it turns like a regular friendly into like oh you know what now i really want to beat you and uh, I don't know. I really haven't been paying attention too much. I just, you know, little tweets every every now and then when it's game day. And um, I haven't seen anything at all. The first week I saw one one matchup between two players, and it was sort of boring. I thought they did. I thought they were able to talk to each other. I don't know. But uh, I don't know how have, they would be able to do it. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I do agree. Like in 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 the world of gaming. Like if you if you know who Ninja is, that dude was playing what what's it H, I forget what the the name of the game is, but he like the famous clip of him was like cussing out this one kid who who uh, who died to him, but then like yelled at him, and then Ninja just got all crazy, man. He went he just raged at the kid. Oh wow! <laughs> and it, and the famous what he said is just like st- it's still repeated to this day. It's sort of uh, sort of hilarious. So that's the oh. There's one thing that I want I, I forgot to bring up. Um Kasim Richards, he's a player that used to play for uh Veracruz. He said that uh he hasn't been paid since March two thousand eighteen. He says, We haven't been paid since March two thousand eighteen, and then we won our case in October and still haven't been paid. This league wants to be taken serious, but things like this going on some players hadn't worked since the end of last season ridiculous and oh he was replying to somebody else that was complaining about not getting paid rodrigo lopez i don't know who that is yeah that's a sad state of affairs in the in veracruz just don't just don't play for veracruz <laughs> i heard Sevilla's trying to Throw some to buy them. To buy them. Yeah, that's yeah, an outside investor. So similar to what happened with uh, San Luis, and I think San Luis is is um. They also have a thing going on with the Atle- state, right? Atleti. No, no, yeah, they have Atleti, but I think the state of San Luis is also like involved, like part owners mm-hmm. or or. Oh, I have no idea. Why don't they just do what the Premier League does? The Premier League has nothing but foreign investors. Yeah, because but their TV that's that's uh it all went through TV deals. This so I mean like, that's yeah. that's another thing of having like uh like uh you know a Liga MX MLS Champions League the where YouTube. if the ratings are high and you're getting really good ratings and really good games, then that will eventually open the doors for for more investors, but but right now the money's over here in the U.S. Uh, you know, TV and sponsors. Yeah, it's crazy because Manchester City was not even a; they were never a big club, and then they got some some oil money that came in, and all of a sudden they they became such a 
a big club in Manchester. Um, but I'm, I'm, I guess the reason why we haven't seen much foreign investment is because Mexico is so corrupt and. Yeah, pretty much. See, so no, I, I looked it up. So yeah, so Atlético Madrid owns fifty percent ownership of the club, along with the state of San Luis. Damn. So the the state of San Luis put money, and because I guess they saw what was going on with Pachuca, where they they you know they have some stake in in the Tuzos, and so and you so that's kind of what Mazatlan's gonna happen, you know, with 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 the state of Mazatlan and um, and Morelia buying the team, which I mean I. I don't know if the state of Morelia could have stepped up and been like, all right, well, well you know, we'll, we'll the build problem, you guys a stadium or whatnot, huh? Problem, the problem with the government, you know, the, the, the state owning that much to the, into the, into the, you know, the club, the is that change, change of leadership change, means change of power and plan, you know? And time and time, it's happened, it, it actually has happened uh, numerous times in the history of Liga MX, like for example with Atlante, uh, what's his name, um, uh, Veracruz, uh, Jaguares with uh, Veracruz and stuff like that, where this you know the government, the state government, they take an active role into the operation and the administration of the club, and you know they're able to you know bring some financing and, and some and you know. Life to to the uh, to the to the to the franchise and to the city and stuff like that. But when the results don't come, funding dries up quick, and th- and those clubs suffer. Where's Veracruz now? Where's you know Chiapas now? Where's you know Atlante now? You know. Yeah, that. I just, I just, th- I just think that that is. Uh, his name, you know, Masa, the owners of Mazatlan can't. They can't really depend on on, on on Sinaloa on the government. And granted, yeah, they can do some of the things that, like you know, Grupo Pachuca was able to do was like you know get sweetheart deals, you know, and tax breaks and stuff like that. You know, most of the funding has to is going to have to be privately owned, and when you have that amount of you know, the, you know the, the amount of ownership, I, I just think that's a recipe for disaster. On you know, on uh, on past experiences. Hey, going back to our other we'll see topic. What happens? We'll see if um. I mean, they were supposed to like make an announcement this week about what the hell's going to happen with Morelia. So Tom we'll says play. tomorrow. Tom says tomorrow yeah. it could be confirmed. Yeah, we saw the tweet at the same time. Uh, oh yeah. I don't know. I just saw it right now. Yeah, I just saw it too. Yeah. <laughs> It's pretty impressive the amount of like fans that you know showed up these these last couple of days in Michoacan from Morelia and just supporting the club and yeah, it's cool doing it's it's like wow man. And uh, I remember last year when uh, I went to cover a game, uh, Chivas Morelia in Sacramento. Uh, the stadium was fifty fifty man. Like there's a lot of fans. Michoacan, they showed up and it was it was impressive, man. Like they definitely have a huge fan base. Hey, uh, going back, uh, you know who had to stick his nose into this whole 
Osorio business <laughs> was the other ego, uh, Ricardo Lavolpe. He said that his process was better than Juan Carlos Osorio's and uh, that JCO didn't leave nothing to the to Mexican football. So <laughs> he oh, he's right. He's, he's absolutely right. Yeah, I agree. He, he had to come in and bring in his two cents, though. That was, that was pretty funny. <laughs> Oh, but but he's he's I don't think he's saying it to be because he's salty and stuff like that. It, it's whether whether I know that you know La Volpe is a very polarizing figure and stuff like that. But like him or not, he was he was and and the players this day you know die on it and speak on it. His ideas, he was able to transmit his ideas to his onto his team. Like it or not, stuff like that. Deny him that. Mm, yeah and. Like I said, no one, you know, now no one gives, no one talks about rotaciones. They think it's just a joke of what he, you know, what he does, dude. I mean, what did he really bring? Nothing. No? Yep. For, 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 you know, for, you know, the level, you know, the, what's his name? The, the level piano and, 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 you know, playing from the back and stuff like that, dude, people talk about that and people still play like that, you know? Like Lavolpe knows that he's not the first one to do it. He's just he was the one that really tried to just organize it a little better. We also had players of means that could, you know, be like the the wing back, you know. I mean, we had Carlos Salcido in his prime and he was perfect for that type of formation. You can't Actually, really if, La Volpe, if La Volpe had the crew now, the crop of players that we have now, back then in Osorio, I, I honestly think... I, I'll, I, I thought he, you know. We don't have the defense that La Volpe had, though, man. I would say that defense is probably the weakest point for, for the Mexican national team right now. In, in terms of forwards right now, no, you know, no knock on Bravo. Mexico didn't really have, you know, uh, Borghetti was already you know, aging. We, we had freaking Kikin. <laughs> I, I know. And Franco. and We didn't have, we didn't have anybody. I mean, honestly. Borg. In in terms of having a true forward, Mexico didn't have it. Bravo with uh, his like two left feet at times, man. Bofo's not a real forward. I mean, he's not. I mean, he's a playmaker. He's an attacking. You know, he's he's a you know you know a deep lying you know uh, attacker. So is you know uh, Cuauhtémoc Blanco. But okay, he didn't want to use him. That's fine. But but in terms of having a you know like the forwards that what's his name um, that Osorio had access to. Mexico has better. Mexico had better players under Osorio, and and and, uh, and the, you know one of the things that also helped La Volpe was that he, that there was also a group of players that that had been playing together for a while, you know. With Osorio, that group had yeah, been together for a lot. That that group had been played for a lot longer, you know. Definitely no experiments. And you you already knew who was going to be, you know, playing. Like you knew your lineup. You knew it was going to be Osvaldo. It was going to be Salcido, Rafa Marquez, like Dorado. You know, what I mean, Pardo, Osorio. I mean, that lineup was. We knew who who he was going to play with. And uh, Senia, Senia. Which yeah, you know, I I will say uh, the amount of naturalizados that have came and went on the national team Cena is the only one that really like i approve of he actually you know scored some significant goals for the national team and he'll always have my respect but 
to leave out Guatemo, I mean, it's 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 criminal. Yeah, he made some bone bonehead mistakes, but but yeah, his you can't his, den- you, you can't deny you can't deny what he did. Yeah, oh, he did. Come you know, like stuff. I said, I I was. <laughs> I was really mad that he left off Guatemoc. In fact, I, Joel, I, uh, do you remember? Uh, uh, I forget the guy's name. He was, you know, he wrote for the Houston Chronicle, and you know, he wrote, you know, why La Volpe got it right. Luis Bueno. Uh, oh, I remember. I remember Ron. Ron wrote. Uh, yeah, Juan. he, he I, counted. Yeah, and other comments were on Ron's side. <laughs> I, I made the guy feel real small, man. I mean, because everything I said was factual. It was no no feelings, nothing. It was just straight up, you know, straight up facts, straight up, you know, you know. Just you know, like I said, dude, I I annihilated the guy, you know. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't didn't even respond back, and normally he would, you know. And and it's funny because the, the the responses to to me were just like. You know, you know, like they were just like, "Oh man, you're awesome!" Blah blah blah. You know, stuff like that. You know, <laughs> I don't remember the guy's name, but just you know, I just you wrecked. Know, like I said, I that it was, it was, it was, it was complete. What's the uh, the the ponage? Is that what you would say, uh, uh, Chickies? Ponage, ownage, <laughs> ownage. Man. It was ownage. You owned him. Yeah. <laughs> That's old school. Because, like, I mean, I remember some of the things that he was saying was that he was not coachable. And I was like, okay, well, and he was talking about, you know, because some of the things that they were saying, and I remember was that, you know, in terms of injuries, well, there were also players like Senia and and other players. And there was like three or four other players that were also, you know, nursing injuries. So if you were going to hold Guatemo back because he was nursing an injury, well, those other three players were also nursing injuries, you know? Uh, there was uh, he made an argument I remember about you know being uncoachable. Well, I said, well, if that's the case, well, you don't take Jared Borghetti because I, you know, remember what he, when when he denied that he wasn't going to play because he wasn't going to be substituted in. I think it, I think that if I'm not mistaken, is when he when he when um, was it with Pachuca or Cruz Azul in, in in the Libertadores or something like that. It was some tournament. I, I don't. I think and and basically Borghetti denied. He said, "Nope, I'm not going in." And I'm like, "Okay, well, I mean, show me the time. Show me an instance when Cuauhtémoc Blanco told his coach, "Nope, I'm not going in." You're not going to find it. In terms of like, I remember he's talking about he was a, you know, a very you know hothead and stuff like that. In Cuauhtémoc's career up until that time, he'd only he'd only seen three red cards. You know. So it's not, I mean, yeah, he's, you know, he talks a lot to the, to, to, you know, he talks a lot of shit, you know, he, you know, obviously he has a, uh, uh, a weird relationship with the officials, but he knew when and how he knew how, and he knew when to, to, to shut up, you know? And, and I guess, you know, for me, and, and this is one of the reasons why I always thought that Guatemoc Blanco is and has been the best player for Mexico is because, uh, you know, obviously at that time, I um, I don't remember after the fact where I never did uh, analyze the stats was almost, almost a little over 85% of his goals were game altering, meaning, meaning what do you call it? He either tied the game or he gave Mexico the lead because there was, there's been a lot of goal scorers for Mexico that their tallies, their goals 
have have been when Mexico was already winning and in sometimes blowouts like like Sagi. I mean, he he scored what? How many goals against that uh, that you know Caribbean? Uh, what's his name? Was it oh, was it Bermuda? He's Saint Martin like, Mart- Martinique or something like that. He scored like four or five goals. Goal. It's like seven goals and stuff like that. So there's there's been a, there's a lot of players that have scored those type of goals. Uh, and uh, you know. Where it, man, his goal against Italy is one of the best goals of the World Cup of all time. Yeah, but that, but but going back, that's that's what I was also. I mean, I was going point like all the points that he was saying why Guatemo Blanco did not deserve to be on that team. I countered, and I basically just shut him up. You know, it still pisses me off, dude. After but you know, almost fifteen years, dude. You know. That uh, should have been, been on that damn team. Cuauhtémoc you know? Blanco scored a goal and then posed at half at half, at midfield. That's what. That's why he didn't go to the World Cup. Oh, it, it, it's actually. <laughs> I mean, that's that's not it. It's really it's really um, relationship that they had in America. No? they had they had a lot of beef. A lot of beef with Cuauhtémoc, with you know Germán Villa, with Lara, with uh, Ak. Uh, it was with a bunch of players and stuff like that, you know. You know, it yeah. is what it is. And another thing I just saw, Jurgen Klinsmann is—I uh, don't know if he's trying to get into some Liga MX coaching action or or what, but he's—is that right? He was, he was rumored for Cholos like a year ago. That'd be interesting. the The language would be uh, I don't know how if he speaks Spanish very well, but that could be an issue. I don't. I would. I would not mind to see him. I'm surprised he hasn't coached the MLS. Yeah. Also, uh, Benjamin Galindo. Sad man. Yeah. Prayers out to him, man. Hopefully, he's uh, recovering. They had a press conference today, I think, at six PM. But I, I don't, I can't find where it says what they said, like how he's doing. It seems he oh. uh, got out of surgery. Uh, he or, had you know. a heart attack, right? He had a stroke. Oh, it was a, it was a stroke. I, I'm curious to see if he was here or in Mexico, because you know he's he's, he's in uh, Mexico. He's Matias's uh, assistant coach in San Jose. Well, he he had the operation. He had the operation in Guadalajara, so oh, okay. he might have been. Yeah, he might have been at home when it happened, or he had to have been. Dang. Yeah. So, yeah hopefully, he gets all through this. So yeah, dudes, we've been oh. through. We've been an hour and a half. You guys uh, have any other yeah. final things, final thoughts? Final thoughts? Oh. Nah, man. Oh. Not. I know. I know. Um. Normally I would tell you guys, uh, guys, I better go because I got things to do in the morning, but i lying to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> you got nothing yeah, to yeah, do in I, the I gotta see. I got to see a client. I got to see a client. Yeah. All right, man. Thanks, everyone, for joining. Thanks for listening. Thanks, uh, Bill Min. Firm, 65, just got on. And, uh, yeah, you can start from the beginning, Firm. And, firm? Uh, uh, firm, <laughs> it's not firm, per, not per, firm. Sixty-five. Firm? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, thanks, you guys. Thanks, Joel. Thanks, Jaime, Ron. We'll see you guys. Thanks, Rigo. Next week. Everybody, be safe out there. Thank you, guys. Rigo, where you at?
Later.